Talks podcast. That was kind of good. That was good. What's up, Ding Dong? See, I tried it. Oh, boy. We are here to talk about movies. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. And this is the official podcast of the Sidewalk Film Center and Cinema and Film Festival. That's right. We are the official podcast representatives of that group. LLC, 501c3, 401k. All of those numbers and letters, that's what we represent. Um, BH90210. And unlike, I think, most places that have podcasts, in our case, everything that we say is explicitly and expressly the viewpoint held by the organization. Oh, you know another joke that happens in Barbie, Brad? They just go back and forth and say, I'm going to beach you off. Yeah, it's hilarious. I saw that His job is a fan, beach. Huh? It's I'm beach. just sitting here letting my stomach growl because okay. I haven't eaten anything. All right. Well, you know that's part. Of, that's that's why you're so darn cranky. It's not Barbie. It's it's your lack of of proper sustenance, and also Barbie. I'm gonna beat you off. Okay. Let's just do the podcast. Uh huh. Funny. What's this shit? All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I think you might get this one. Well, you might get it. But I am going back. I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going back a number of years okay, on this one. Okay. okay? And so this is toward the beginning of the film. All toward right. the beginning of the film. And we have two young girls. Uh-oh. Very young girls. This is preteen. They have clearly where I've drawn. I've seen this film, but I haven't seen it in 30 years. Okay. And I'm just dropping in this thing cold, right? It, but I can it. tell it's toward the beginning. And I, it's way worse than I remembered it. Okay. Because, you know, 30 years will do a lot to your brain. That's right. So anyway, so these two little girls um, hanging out. And there's a mom involved. And they're in a fancy, ritzy restaurant. Of the era, you know what I mean? Sure. And they get up to leave and they start parting ways. They've clearly met at some kind of a resorty kind of place or what have you. Uh-huh. And um, the little girl's mom or grandma or whoever the super uh, supervisory figure here is, the chaperone, if you will, turns to the one little girl and gives her a dollar and says, you know, here, take this and go. Hmm. And so it's a very, you know, obviously there's some class issues between these two young women. Got it. And the little girl then proceeds to take the dollar bill and she goes down the stairs of this place and she tap dances all the way down the stairs. And like literally is like, ha, 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 da, da. Wow. Show business. Show business. Kind of thing. Right. Was this Annie? No. Okay. That's a good guess. Um, no, it's not. It's hmm. not. It's not a musical. Not a musical, but, but it has but kind she of does like kind a... Of, she does do a little, like, what is, would be real, like, in it's hard to stomach watching. Okay. Yeah, she definitely, all right. it, like, all the people who are working in the restaurant kind of come to the balcony and look down at her and the whole thing. And I'm going from memory here. Yeah, yeah. Then she, then there, it very quickly becomes obvious that they're keeping in touch and they're writing letters to one another. Okay. And we're getting into now a letter montage that's going to take us all the way through to where... I stopped when they got to like grad school or whatever. One of them got to grad school. So this is like uh, we 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 start the movie with these young versions of characters who we then catch up with in adulthood. Right, and of course one of them's like I'm on my horse farm. The other one's like I'm in the Bronx. Yeah, I have no idea what this really? is. Really? Yeah. So the letter writing goes back and forth. It's as stupid as this that one girl is like, you know, I'm I'm an equestrian learning to ride horses is a, I'm a horse girl yeah. and she reads the letter from the other little girl on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe you don't know no, what this is. I okay. Don't. Well, womp, 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 because that is definitely enough to know what this film is. Really? And I feel like Brad, this is a, this is a zero for Corey. Okay. Well, give me the names of some performers and see That's if that's not going to count. Uh, You're going to get it sure, right away. I've, I've failed. 
You failed. We acknowledge my failure. Bat I just want to see if I can Midler. get it. Bat fucking what, is this Beaches? This is Beaches. Yeah, I've never seen Beaches. Yeah. Yeah. So I. It is so terrible. I, I think this has come up recently, actually, because I, didn't you talk about it? I don't know. Maybe it's been a little while. It's been this year sometime. Has it? I feel Why like. Why would I ever mention this? I one? feel like you've mentioned it. I feel like it's been brought up. I don't remember okay. how. It but. wasn't in a What's This Shit segment, but it came up that I yeah. had never no, seen it. No, I know it. we've never done a What's This Shit right. on this before. I do so, know. I, I, feel, I feel really solid about that. But if I brought it up, I don't know why the hell I brought it up. But it is absolutely, like what I saw was absolutely terrible. Mm. And I remember really disliking this this mammoth melodrama of a film. And I think my mom or something was like, oh, whatever. Um, but it, boy, it's worse than I thought it was. Okay. This is Midler and Cher? No, it's not Cher. I can't remember. I look it up real quick because it's it's a woman whose name I I, I am not. I, I will never recall it. I'll put it that way. It's not like uh, I'm going to sit here and be able to beaches. rack my brains and and no. and figure it out. Beaches. Yeah, starring. Is, isn't it fun to listen to Barbara somebody? Barbara Hershey. There you and go. There you go. That's right. Barbara Hershey, directed by Gary Marshall, your favorite. Oh, that's part of why that fucking hack. <laughs> Hey, if you don't like my film Beaches, maybe you'll like my film Mother's Day. I'm Gary Marshall. By the way, that's basically Bette Midler's performance, what you just did. Cool. It's just I'm basically gonna, the performance. Th- this is not rising to the top of my You're to done watch with list. the college stuff yet? Um, oh, done. Blossom is in it. Remember yes. Blossom from well, Blossom? I mean, that is what I will say. That is amazing casting. Like the fact that Blossom plays a young Bette Midler, good. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Sure. Okay. That is good. That is good casting. All right, beaches. Never seen. Are you gonna it. watch it? No, I mean not anytime <laughs> soon. Hey, look. I'm surprised that my description of it hasn't made Corey be like, I need to see that. If if this fucking paralyzing strike continues long enough, you we might, end, might, up we might end up watching beaches. We might end up screening beaches. Oh. And now a look at what we're watching this week. Here we go. I got just kind of got nothing for you. I got. Nothing. I've seen Barbie. You know yes, this. We, we fought we, about. We fought it. about it. I did. I went and I, I gave it a good shot. Uh-huh. Um, it's not for me, and I don't think it's for anyone. Anyway, um, I don't have anything. I, you know, I've been watching a lot of festival films. Sure. Story. I, I'm watching stuff for the fest, and I can't remember what the hell else I've even seen. It's all. It's all kind of come together into one big mammoth Jurassic movie uh, that is just consuming me, and I need to go to sleep what have you been watching oppenheimer yeah directed by christopher nolan i am looking forward to seeing this uh i'm giving it as much of a chance as i gave barbie i know that you think this thing's a masterpiece it's a masterpiece watch your story so i don't know if i'm gonna like it or not i'm gonna go into it i'm going to see the 70 mil version yeah um and i'm gonna take my dad so let me ask you this because it's a dad movie am i wrong this is Uh, dad movie i know it's got some graphic shit in it but it's dad movie right? it's a dad movie um in that you know it's a three-hour talky thriller drama that is honestly mostly comprised of like stern conversations cut in such a way that makes it feel like a propulsive blockbuster action movie gotcha it's outstanding it is no that's what makes it outstanding interesting let me ask you did you see the 70 mil yes okay i've seen were there any problems with the projection um a little bit of a sort of glow with the sort of brighter spots of the frame um, but no, in my screening, which was the first 70 millimeter screening that they had at this uh, theater, the AMC Patton Creek in so suburban m- Birmingham. Maybe they fixed it. It's possible. Uh, you doubt I, it. Maybe it's gotten worse. It. Ha, ha, was the, can I just ask, uh-huh. was the temperature okay? Yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, um, I'm interested to hear what you think about the film now that I know about what you think about the experience. I just I love it so much. Um, it's it's brilliantly written and dense. It is a constant barrage of information in the way that say. Oliver Stone's JFK is a constant oh, no. barrage of, no, 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 of no, no, information. No, no, no. Boy, I've soured Rachel and Oppenheimer already. Don't. It's a very different movie from from JFK in that. Gosh, I hope so. You know, Nolan is a more grounded um, and less sort of maverick filmmaker in a lot of ways than Oliver Stone. Um, but it's comparable in in the way that like every single role in this is cast with a recognizable face, some very big actors in very small roles. And what that helps you do is keep track of the dozens of characters in, you know, intercutting temporalities that the movie sort of cuts back and forth to, because this is a Christopher Nolan movie. We're cutting back and forth at sometimes rapid speed between uh, different timelines. And we're asked to keep track not only of a bunch of characters, but sometimes even the sort of perception of these characters versus uh, the perception of our central character, Robert Oppenheimer, played by Cillian Murphy. Um, who should, is, should, shouldn't this be two hours? No. It's, it, it's three hours. It feels like three hours, but it earns that epic length. Um, it is – You know what I never want to hear? Okay. It's three hours and it feels like three hours. But it is the most well-spent three hours I think you could spend in a cinema. It is, it is a master filmmaker – and I think with Oppenheimer, I think you can officially call Nolan that, and I say that with with no hyperbole, um, actually applying his prodigious gifts to a story that is complicated and morally ambiguous and really compelling. And it's all anchored by by Murphy, by these frequent close-ups of Murphy's face and, and just sort of wondering what's going on behind those eyes. Um you know, look, it I, I it's it's probably by some distance my favorite movie of the year so far. It might even be by some distance my favorite movie of the decade so Whoa, far. You heard it here. Uh I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think everybody in this movie is just at the top of their game. But, you know, Murphy obviously the standout and then Robert Downey Jr. fucking is amazing in this movie. So I have to ask you then. Okay. You know the question I'm about this. I don't. Well, this is Where's the big, this, this is go? the big question of okay. the summer. So on, if you're looking at a scale, right? Uh-huh. Where are you putting Oppenheimer on the scale? You liked Oppen, Opp, you love Oppenheimer. Yeah. You're even going as far to say as maybe one of the best films of the decade. Yeah. Ten for out you. of ten. And you, where are you putting Barbie on the scale? Where, Nine where out does, of ten. Really? Yeah. That is really. I am shocked. By Barbie. That. Barbie's a Barbie's a step below. I mean, Barbie. Look, Barbie's in my top ten of the year so far. It's behind a couple movies, right? It's behind showing up. It's behind Asteroid City. It's behind. Um, a couple things that haven't come out yet that I saw at Sundance. Sure. Um, I think I think Barbie's Barbie's wonderful. Oppenheimer is a work of art. Oppenheimer is a a work of cinema. This is one of the I, I, you know again in your Barbie argument we took the long long view right in ten years what are yeah, people going to sure. think of Barbie I don't know in ten years I think that people will look upon Oppenheimer as one of the major works of this year. Yeah. I think that's pretty safe to say. Oh, and you don't think Barbie will be looked at as one of the major? You know, we'll see. Maybe one of the major, you know, time will tell blockbusters. Yeah, I mean, that's it's going to come up on a scale of of money. It certainly it's going to be one of the highest grossing movies of the year. Uh, Will it endure? I don't know. Will Oppenheimer endure? I feel pretty confident in saying so. So look, I you know whether you think it. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know how you're going to come down on this, to be honest. I, I don't know if you'll think it justifies its length. Uh, I don't it's, know. It's gonna, that's going to be tough for me. I don't know if you are going to think that it completely does right by the female characters. It is a very, you know, male-centric heard that. movie. But the Los Alamos, you know, it, the, the Trinity project, the Manhattan project was male. Largely. We'll see what happens. Uh, so, you know, in that sense, it's not exactly, you know, it's deviating built, from history. It's, yeah, we're not, I mean, look, this thing isn't, uh, it's not, it, it doesn't scream to me like there should be more women in this. Right. You know, it's probably not going to call for Where that. Where are the girl bosses who helped cre- create weapons of mass destruction? We're What's happy. going on? You know on? what? Fuck you. We're happy to stay out of that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and and the movie you know ultimately comes down on that side that you probably should be <laughs> you right. should be happy. That, right, right, um, right. God, it's so good. And it's just the best. I'm curious too. Charlie Sanders, who is our fellow programmer, yeah. uh, has had some massive concerns about this film and the sort of um, you know championing of of. Uh, somebody he finds to be incredibly problematic. And I think most people find to be incredibly problematic. Does this going to be in it? Do you think Charlie's going to find major issue with this no. after seeing it? You think he's actually going to be like kind of come around? To the no, I mean, part of the point is yeah. examining Oppenheimer as a, a massively contradictory figure, right? Sure. A genius with no apparent regard for, you know, what his invention would unleash upon the world. I mean, you know, the the point of the movie is he's in this race. He wants to make sure the Nazis don't get the bomb. Well, the Nazis end up not being a concern, you know, and all of a sudden you have this bomb in development and you have political pressure saying we we need this bomb to be done. We need to have this bomb. The Nazis we don't have to deal with, but the Russians we're going to have to deal with after this war is over. Um, and, you know, it's hard to say in reality, just as it is, in the film where Oppenheimer, I think falls morally speaking, he never really spoke out about, you know, regretting the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, right. but the movie is an examination of that. It yeah, understands that it's, you. that he is a morally complex character. And, you know, one thing that's interesting is that of this three hour movie, the, the, the trip, the Trinity detonation happens about, about two hours into it and the remaining hour is not only tying up a lot of sort of plot threads but it mostly focuses as an examination in a lot of ways of how oppenheimer chose to try to atone if he did try to atone i got you so it's fascinating yeah um yeah and i you know this is a good time actually i can 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 point out something that uh i've watched in this in this process of programming the film festival and maybe recommend right and i think you'll have my back on this and that is that we watched a documentary called a compassionate spy Yeah, the new steve james movie it's not really a festival film in my opinion it's it, it can be a little bit dry it's a little bit didactic at certain points but it is really interesting and it 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 shines a light on the era that you know came before I was on this planet and that maybe filled in some blanks for me. And I think that it might be an interesting companion, not obviously one before the other or what have you, but it could be an interesting companion to see this film within a couple of weeks of having seen Oppenheimer. And I actually watched for the first time the documentary, The Atomic Cafe, following my view of Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is a, that is a film school, film school 101. You're going to watch this sometime in your first six months of film school kind of film, but I really love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it adds a lot of sort of like, contemporary context to what I had seen dramatized yeah. in Oppenheimer and yeah. then goes beyond of course into the the era of the H bomb which um Oppenheimer the film sort of regards with sort of 
dread, uh, but it doesn't really depict the development of the hydrogen bomb. And Atomic Cafe also works really well in the sense that for me as a, as a youngster, you know, in my 20 years old or what have you, watching that film, it gave me kind of this, this, this glimpse at something I hadn't really connected before, which would have been my parents' generation and what they grew up with. Sure. And, you know, I kind of grew up in that nuclear fear. Right. And they grew up in a, with, a, with fear as well. But, I mean, they were doing full-on, like, duck and covers under the desk. Yeah. And for some folks, that's your grandparents' generation, clearly. But that is not that long ago no. that people were living under this sort of daily fear of, of, of that level of threat. So it is, it, I agree, that's an interesting found footage film to kind of take a look at and uh, maybe in, in relationship to Oppenheimer's. Yeah, well. so definitely. Kind of Highly you, recommended as a double feature. A bit of a viewing list. If you can tolerate, you know, just another hour and a half of content yeah. after that sucker. And A Compassionate Spy is great too. I think by the time you're hearing this, it may be either available on um, video on demand uh, services or soon will be. So, so check that out when you get a chance. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Side Dogs podcast. I don't know what voice that was. <laughs> that was a great voice. Uh, we are your own personal cinematic Dan Quayle and Murphy Brown. Oh, those Womp guys rah. always bickering, as always we know. Always bickering. Um, old Murphy Brown uh, being what, like a godless symbol of modern women by being like a an unmarried mother or whatever. Yeah, well, it's wild. Murphy Brown was, of course, a sitcom. Yeah. back in the day. Oh, Candace some Bergen. Of you, some of you may not realize. And it was a like working woman sing yeah become eventually became a single mom yeah. kind of story right and on this sitcom and what does old Dan do do you know this yet? he comes after but I don't remember the exact means well, by which he did was it in a speech or something here's my favorite part about okay. it it's 1992 uh-huh. this is a campaign for he's on the campaign trail for old Prez Bush that's right. So what a disaster, y'all. Anyway. What? Uh, President George H.W. Bush? Uh, Bad? The L.A. riots, we're, we're, we're basically in the shadow of the L.A. riots. And, and Dan Quayle says a bunch of shit that really is kind of blaming the people. I mean, it, of it's, course. It's not, right, right, look, right, right. It's not good. The comments aren't good. But he doubles down. Uh-huh. He doubles down. And then makes a comment about it. Do, this kind of like, it doesn't help matters when we have a primetime TV, you know, individual Murphy sure. Brown having a child out of wedlock right what yeah and he goes on and on and on about it and how it's gonna it's just shaking the moral foundation of his country to the ground well didn't HW say something in a speech once that was like we need Americans to be less like the Simpsons and more like the Waltons or something the, like oh, that oh I'm sure um the, boy the best part and by the way Karina Longworth covers this in such a more yeah. informed and interesting manner than I am on the uh, erotic she has an entire episode of erotic 90s about this so we we want to podcast link you out to that if you haven't heard it yet but it's hilarious because it becomes very meta in the sense that because Murphy Brown on the show was a TV news anchor, right? Are you right. seeing where this yeah. is going? Oh, gosh. That the show actually took the footage of Dan Quayle and made it about the character Murphy Brown That's and actually funny. had an episode that they wrapped around it. And he just provided fodder and content for the show. That's so smart. So smart. And okay. I do, and I I don't I haven't seen Murphy Brown in years, but I remember that's one I watched with my mom. You know, it was sort of uh, that's something we would do together. And I I really recommend maybe going back and, and taking a look at at the very least at that episode because that's pretty that's pretty clever of them. Well, in this pairing, I think I'll be Dan Quayle because of my strongly held conviction that women shouldn't be allowed on television. Okay, I'm letting you just land right there. Thanks to Beltwell Studios.
You're welcome. <laughs> Sam's arms just went way up in the air. He's like, what, what just happened? Sidewalkfest.com uh, or visit us on social media at Sidewalk Film. Uh, that's where you can see what we're playing at the cinema, what we're showing you at our film festival, which is held, by the way, August 21st through 27th. So if you're hearing this before those dates, you still have time. Get your passes. Get your tickets. Come see movies with us. Come join us in downtown Birmingham. It's going to be a real good time. We've announced the lineup. And there are some neat movies that I'm sure we will tell you about in some future episodes of the podcast. But not right now, because we're going home. Goodbye, nerds. I don't know. That was hostile. Oh, my God. You're just like Doja Cat. Yeah, I'm just like Doja Cat. Uh, if my you listen life, to this podcast. My rules, my style, <laughs> my attitude. <laughs> Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.